0: We believe in equality of human beings, in the rule of law, and we are against all types of oppression. Welcome to the MKA USA Vibe, run by Majlis Kudamal Ahmadiyya USA. America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams, and wisdom from different sources. a a'udhu billahi yeah. minash uh, shaitani rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim we'll start our weekly darsul quran so i'll just recap from uh, what we did last uh, went over last week so last week i went uh, through the second part of uh, surah fatiha explaining the meanings of ghayril uh, maghzoobi alaihim waladallin that what is maghzoob uh, who is referred to magzub, and who is referred to dallin and then we came uh, to the second chapter of the Holy Quran, uh, Surah Baqarah, and I did uh, verses uh, one to four or two to four, uh, and then I sp- uh, spoke about hurufay uh, muqattaat which are alif, lam, mim, and there are different. There are about fourteen places or different places in the Holy Quran where you see these uh, uh, letters uh, where it comes individually, and Hazrat uh, Muslima did al-anho. Mentioned what the other Ori- orientalist uh, thinks about it or say about it and what uh, Hazrat Muslim or ho uh, gives where uh, gives us the idea of what it means and Then uh, I s- uh, spoke about uh, The Yukimunas Salata that uh, I gave five meanings to it uh, and then uh, uh, And then I spoke about you minu nabil ghaib that believing in the unseen and then I explained that and so today I'll continue on uh, from uh, this verse Yunfiqoon," uh, uh, That uh, Allah provides uh, that uh, for those, uh, you know, uh, that it is Allah that provides for those. So uh, looking at the verse Yunfiqoon," uh, First we need to understand uh, that risk uh, the provision that God uh, gives us, it does not only mean food or money, it could be anything uh, uh, in the sense of risk or giving something out. So in Arabic riskahu uh, does not mean that you feed uh, him, uh, uh, that uh, means that you fed him. In fact, uh, it's something that you uh, uh, gave to someone that would be a risk. So this could be uh, uh, food or abilities that you might uh, you might have uh, so this is what it means and it's a very you know a diverse meaning where razaknahum uh, or risk means uh, a lot of things thus so Allah says according to your needs whatever we have given uh, to you, uh, you you should spend it uh, to for other people as well and this could be out of you know, this could be your knowledge you know some people are given that extra ability, uh, uh, you know, where uh, they are very uh, intelligent, you know, sometimes without studying, uh, they, uh, you know, just by listening to things or just reading it once, they understand what's going on. So, you, that is uh, one sort of risk that you can give it to others as well, you, you might uh, you may, uh, teach them or make them understand something that they might not have understood. Uh, Wealth is one of the risks, honor, you know, your hands and legs, understanding something, your eyes, these are all, This all comes under a risk. Uh, So if a person spends his wealth and refuses to give food or gives food but refuses to help with his abilities, such person does not fully understand the meaning of this verse. So basically uh, every single person uh, in one way or another comes under this verse. So, either you have money or you have knowledge or you have uh, food, whatever you have, every person in one way or another, uh, the Muslim is saying it comes under this verse because everyone receives this from God Almighty and then He can give it to other people uh, as well. And then, similarly, the concept of zakat also uh, becomes clear in this verse. Zakat is uh, there to purify one's wealth. And this is like a meaning of zakat that one, when you spend or you give zakat, it purifies uh, oneself or one's wealth. And the wealth that is being spent is like uh, flowing water uh, which cannot uh, be infected by filth. Like, you know, if you see like spring water and whatnot, they're always continuously flowing so you do not see any filth. Uh, you know, it's, uh, that it, uh, it's the water that you, you can drink uh, straight out, out, out of it. So one who spends also uh, benefits. Uh, So zakat is something, if I have money and if I spend it, I am purifying myself and I'm also helping the other person uh, because he he is in need. So uh, this is, you know, something like uh, the example Huzur gives is of of flowing water. That if, you know, the flowing water, it benefits itself by moving to new places or keeps flowing and, uh, you know, It keeps purifying itself and then it also helps other people as well when it goes from one place to another It helps other people as well by uh, you know, they get uh, drinking water, they get water Thus Islam prohibits saving of wealth because wealth is uh, Wealth that is not being circulated in the society uh, is of no use Uh, uh, This has been considered sinful so much that in surah Tawbah it has it has been mentioned that such wealth uh, will be gathered uh, at the end of, you know on the day of judgment and melted and put upon the hands uh, of the person so that it leaves a mark. So you know uh, Islam you know prohibits us from this putting wealth. That's why we have zakat on it on either wealth or in jewelry or whatever you have that sits around for a year, then you have to put uh, you know you have to give zakat, uh, zakat on it. Which is one of the pillars of Islam, and you know we should, as Amdi Muslims, or not just Amdi Muslim, all the Muslims, you know, we should abide by this, where we we give zakat, and you know sometimes we do forget, sometimes uh, not a lot of stress is you know given to zakat, but whenever possible, uh, if you know that you know time has come now uh, to give zakat either on jewelry or on money, and then you should uh, give a zakat on it. So, however, this does not mean uh, that one can spend all his wealth in the cause of God. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, the maximum a person should give or can give is like, I think, one third of his wealth towards, you know, uh, God Almighty. And you should not just give everything else. For example, if one source of income, uh, if someone uh, or someone's source of income is his abilities of his knowledge, through which uh, he earns and can spend everything in the cause of God because of his abilities and knowledge because he knows that uh, I'm using knowledge so, you know, I can get money right away. So he can spend whatever, you know, if he wants to spend everything. But if a person is working for a trade or for a business, for a company, you know, he gets a salary either, you know, weekly or bi-weekly or monthly, uh, then he should not be just, he's like, oh, I'm just going to give everything away. Because then that you are neglecting your responsibilities towards your families, towards your parents, towards your kids. So you, you know, you should be spending. Uh, you know, God says that you should spend uh, in in my, you know, in the cause of uh, Allah, but not uh, spend everything that you know. You become you become neglectful towards your family and your priorities uh, as well. An example that Hazrat Musa gives is of Hazrat Abu Bakr we know from history or from narration that you know when whenever the holy prophet sallam, uh, asked for something he would always bring everything uh, and give everything whatever would be in his household he would bring it and give it in the way of allah and that was because his uh, he was a very intelligent man and he had no problem getting everything back or he would uh, you know uh, uh, make up for that so you know you should give uh, towards allah but knowing uh, your limits whatever it is you should uh, uh, you know uh, be also uh, responsible for, uh, for your uh, family's uh, support or your parents uh, for your kids and whatnot. so in this verse Allah has also hinted that one should not fear loss upon spending uh, his wealth because Allah has used the word risk which means something that is given over and over Thus Allah says that one sh- uh, who spends uh, his wealth or knowledge etc shall be uh, it shall be increased you now God says that you know whatever you spend in my way uh, it will be increased uh, you know uh, 700 times or whatnot so you should never be uh, uh, you should never worry if I spend this then all my wealth or everything will be gone it will not be because God provides you and the word or uh, the meaning of risk is that something that is given over and over again and in the Holy Quran, it also comes uh, regarding children. You know, if you are bearing a child, then you should not be scared at how you're going to be providing for that child. It is God that will provide for him. You know, you just got to have faith in God and do whatever necessary uh, for you uh, to uh, uh, raise him. And then the next thing is that uh, there are three. Uh, now I'll explain the three types of zakat mentioned in the Holy Quran. The first uh, uh, one is zakat. The, uh, the other one is uh, sadka, and uh, the third one is uh, shukrana. So, what is zakat? Zakat is everything in form uh, is from God. Thus, everyone has a right on it. And zakat is one uh, uh, in one sense fulfills this purpose. And then sadka is to relieve one's pain and hurdle, uh, or to achieve a goal. And then shukrana is after attaining one's goal or or to relieve one's, uh, oneself of any uh, uh, like uh, hardship or trials or musibah or something like that so that is That you know people so these are the three ways a person or a believer can spend uh, in, in the way of uh, god almighty so this was regarding mamima rizqna so the next verse is walazina yu'minuna bima ilayka وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِقْ وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُوْكِنُونَ وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ and those who believe of that which has been revealed to you and Wama أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِقْ and that which has been revealed before you وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُوْكِنُونَ and those who believe uh, in the hereafter. So in this verse or oh, in the commentary, Hazrat Muslum A. R. A. states Allah says in the Holy Quran uh, That we have given uh, uh, We surely gave Moses, uh, you know, a book or the book. This is in uh, chapter 2 uh, ruku uh, verse 11 or Ruku 11 actually So this book shows that a person on whom the book is revealed Upon is the one who amongst all could understand that book uh, you know the most or he has the knowledge of full knowledge of that book So if you take the Holy Quran, you know, the Holy Quran was revealed on the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so he was the one who had the full knowledge uh, of that uh, of the Holy Quran So he would, uh, would understand all the revelation or the living example of what is revealed so he would understand all the revelation and everything in that revealed book; otherwise, it is not necessary to mention any names or nation would have been enough uh, to say that believe in the Quran, Torah, or the Gospel, or etc. and etc. So, however, Allah says, "Unzila ilayka," and uh, He says that uh, "Unzila, ilaykum, uh, unzila, wa unzila uh, ilayka," and it says, Musa that we have given, uh, or uh, surely given the book to uh, Musa salam so, this is a clear indication that not only this book is a guidance but also the person upon whom it, it, it is revealed upon. So, Allah has also indicated this at another place in Surah Anam uh, in Ruku 15 where he, uh, I'll read the translation, that when the disbelievers are shown a sign through the Prophets, they say, we will not believe until something similar has been revealed upon us. Uh, and upon this, Allah says that He knows best upon whom the, rele- uh, the revelation should be revealed. So this is, you know, uh, a sign or this comes in the lifetime of every Prophet that, you know, they sometimes, you know, people, some people are very righteous whenever like Hazrat Abu Bakr, whenever, when the Holy Prophet Sallallahu claimed to be a Prophet, you know, he just asked him if he had claimed or not. He did not ask for a sign to show me a sign that you are the true prophet you know he accepted him right away and then there are some who came afterwards who asked for signs and then accepted and whatnot so in every uh, life of in, uh, in a life of a prophethood you know uh, they are uh, those who believe right away and there are some you know sometimes they are weak at that point and then they are waiting for some sign to show and then and they believe so there are different you know categories of uh, people and then regarding this verse, uh, some of the Christians uh, have taken the notion that since the Quran tells all the Muslims you not know, to believe in uh, the book or believe in the Bible uh, as the Holy Quran uh, as the Holy Scripture, then the Quran has to be a false uh, book because the teaching of the Bible and the Quran are contra- contra- uh, is uh, contradictory. So as we know, you know in uh, in the Holy Quran. Uh, it says that we should believe in all, you know, the our, our articles of faith that we should believe in all the prophets, all the books, all the angels. So Christians take it from there that uh, we sh- uh, since the Quran says that we should believe in the Bible, uh, then, uh, you know, Quran's, Quran is false and we uh, uh, there's no need for it. So uh, Huzur writes uh, that the Quran does not say to believe in a specific part uh, 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 of the Bible or uh, or the Holy Holy Bible. Quran says to believe in it because it was a word of God and to believe in the laws or the Sharia of Torah and parts such uh, such as where the Messiah said that in order to excel in spirituality one must fast. And this is in uh, Matthew chapter chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 where it says if you want to gain spirituality uh, you should fast. Uh, And this I think uh, Isa islam had said this and then, uh, uh, and same with uh, same we say uh, as a Muslim or in Islam we say fasting uh, it increases you uh, in taqwa. You know, uh, if you want to gain righteousness, then you should fast. So yet at the same time, we see that uh, the companions of the Messiah say that shirk is a curse. So which one should we believe? A book. Uh, a book that contradicts its, itself, loses its uh, credibility. Thus, one can only believe the parts of the Bible that uh, correlates with the Holy Quran. So, we do not believe in the whole of the Bible. We believe in specific parts that you know go in accordance with the teachings of the Holy Quran. Whatever the Holy Quran says uh, uh, or the Bible, then we believe in that. Because, you know, Quran says right in the beginning that it is a guidance. Uh, for all mankind, so Quran is the perfect book, and it is the guidance for all mankind. No other book claims uh, to be a perfect book or uh, for guidance uh, of all mankind. So Huzoor then proves uh, the glory uh, over uh, other scriptures through following. Uh, uh, from uh, he uh, mentions four points. Uh, the first one is that uh, in the holy in the in Quran. Belief in other books only comes after the belief in the Holy Quran. Thus, showing its importance. So, whenever there is belief in other books, Holy Quran would be the first one to come. Uh, the Holy Quran says that believe in the Holy Quran and then believe in uh, uh, other books. So, if uh, if then other holy books should have been mentioned before, then the belief in Quran uh, should have come. So, and then the next uh, point is that it says that wama in public this does not uh, specify any uh, people or nation or religion. Uh, if Christians, uh, through this verse, they say that you know uh, the Holy Bible is superior than the Holy Quran because it came before that, then you know uh, uh, the Hindus they can say that you know their scripture is more uh, superior because their scripture came you know hundred years or thousand of years before uh, even the Bible uh, came. So. Uh, that does not mean uh, anything. So in the Holy Quran, uh, in Surah Al-Mumin, uh, in Ruku 8, it says, mm-hmm. That we have sent a messenger before you. Some of them have been mentioned in your revelation, while others have not been mentioned at all. Same in the Holy Quran, you know, uh, the Bible mentions some of the uh, prophets. It also prophesies, uh, prophesies about the Holy Prophet Even the Holy Qur'an, you know, it only mentions 24 of the Prophets. But we know from history that there are about, you know, 124,000 Prophets that came to different nations, and uh, to a different part of the world. So not all the Prophets are mentioned uh, uh, anywhere. So how is that Muslims should uh, uh, believe in Prophets and their revelation when their names haven't been mentioned? So, this means that you need to believe in them as a person whom Allah selected for His work because they were pious people of God. And then Allah says uh, uh, in the Holy Qur'an again that "Fiha This is in chapter uh, 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 Surah bayana, Ruku 1 meaning that all the previous teachings have been gathered in a, in a perfect book and the perfect book uh, right in the beginning of the Holy Qur'an it's uh, you know it's in surah baqarah i it say it's the holy quran and then allah says in chapter uh, surah maida ruku uh, 1 wa ilayka iktiba meaning that uh, we have revealed a book uh, that is comprised of all truths and uh, realities and whatever is present from the book of uh, god it does uh, it does its tasdeeq or safeguards its topic and thus, through these verses, we know that Quran claims that all uh, the ghair Mansuq part or uh, kabl-e Amal teachings have been mentioned uh, in the Quran. That we can, you know, whatever, either it was about past, future, or present, everything is mentioned. And I've said this in my previous sermon as well. Everything is mentioned uh, in the Holy Quran. You just have to ponder upon it and look for the answer uh, and uh, you will find that it has uh, uh, all uh, the uh, answers. <coughs> and then verse number 6, uh, it says, uh, So uh, it says that, uh, uh, what it means. So uh, this indicates that the righteous or the muttaki person that have been mentioned in this uh, in the previous verses for them, guidance or uh, hadayat, is like a ride or like a sawari or something you know that you ride upon. Uh, its back they ride and it takes uh, them to God. When a ride or uh, is sent from uh, someone, it means the desire to meet you. Thus, through this verse, uh, Allah has mentioned that guidance uh, takes uh, uh, upon uh, takes them on upon a journey to God. And eventually uh, to meet uh, to meet them. So basically, uh, in summary, this verse uh, says that uh, if someone sends a ride for you, like if you're working somewhere or you're somewhere and then somebody sends a ride for you uh, or a car or something, then you now that person wants to meet you. So, you know, God has sent us a guidance. Uh, uh, you know, the guidance is the Holy Qur'an. That's because God, you know, wants us to get closer to Him and recognize who our Creator is, who our Lord is. Uh, and as I said, the Holy Quran uh, is the perfect book to get closer to God Almighty and uh, to know uh, God, uh, God Almighty. And then, Muflihun. What does muflihoon mean? Uh, so in Arabic, the definition, uh, it has mentioned that the word muflihun means to achieve your goal or destination or you know a, a accomplishment or success. So it means that a moment uh, would uh, you know uh, uh, whatever he, he is desire or he wants to accomplish, then he can accomplish uh, that. And a believer is uh, uh, always uh, you know he always tries to get closer and uh, closer to God Almighty. Whenever he gets a chance, he will be reading namaz or reading Quran, or he will be trying. He will try and work, uh, walk on the path that has been prescribed for uh, all of us by the Holy Prophet sallallahu So in this verse, the result of a muttaki or righteous person has been mentioned, and that such a believer will reach their destination or goal uh, through hadayat uh, or through uh, through guidance. So this is uh, what uh, this uh, verse. Uh, uh means and then uh, uh the last verse of uh the of ruku 1 verse 8 that we have put a, a seal upon uh, their heart uh, and their ears and their eyes uh, uh and then you know uh, for them is a great punishment in this uh uh, the Hazrat Muslim Anho states that uh, is a, this is a known, a known fact that if a man does not use his senses, they begin to uh, face away. For example, if one does not use his eyes and keeps them shut, such person will eventually go blind. And this is a true fact, like uh, not just, you know, uh, your uh, eyes or ears or whatnot, but I know they say about your brain, if you do not use your brain, you do not read, every day or do not keep your brain active, uh, you know, uh, on a daily basis, then uh, after a while uh, your brain will get slower and slower and you won't be able to comprehend things uh, as fast as you could have done before. So you should always be reading something or uh, always uh, try and keep your uh, brain active uh, so that you can comprehend things. So, uh, or a person who decides not to speak over time, he will eventually lose his ability to converse. You will not know how to converse uh, with uh, with someone. So the same applies to your internal abilities. Uh, thus, Allah says that these uh, these disbelievers are uh, don't use their internal sight or kulub, you know, or the, the sight of their heart. You know, as, as a result, they will become a dead of heart. And even after having ears, they don't uh, listen to me. And even after having eyes, they don't see uh, my mm-hmm. signs. Uh, as a result, their hearts will be sealed, uh, meaning they weren't inclined uh, towards. Uh, this is what it means, I you know, that a seal will be put on their hearts. And because after a while, they're not trying to understand anything, even though, you know, they were shown signs and whatnot, but they did not. Take heed of it. Mm -hmm. They did not want to listen to it. Or they did not want to understand. So at the end. God said. Okay. You know. uh, I'll put a seal upon their hearts. Where they cannot. You know. uh, uh, Progress. So Allah. The Almighty has pointed out three things. That you have been. That you have been. uh, That you have been given common sense. uh, Understanding. So that you can realize. the reality of the truth. And accept it. This is the first way of guidance. So when you see something, you should try and realize what the reality is, what the truth is. uh, And not just blindly say or like, no, I don't want to hear or I don't want to listen. I don't want to understand. So you got to open up your mind. You got to open up your heart and then you got to accept it first. And then this is the first way uh, of guidance. Someone is illiterate and lacks understanding. He can listen to the truth and understand it from someone uh, else and accept guidance. And the third one is, if someone does not understand, accept the guidance through means mentioned above, at least he can uh, see manifest signs of God, and see the truth and, and and reality unfold in front of his eyes, and how it's bringing about revolution in the world, and accept the guidance. You know, you can see this happening in, in today's uh, day in life or age, where you know uh, the mullahs or you know uh, the other part of. My, my, part of the Islamic faith, you know, they see the signs or they know, you know, a messiah is to come in the latter days and they see the signs, they have seen the truth and they see our progress, but still, you know, uh, they go against it. They don't, you know, Allah has put a seal upon their hearts where they do not want to uh, either understand or uh, open their hearts to listen to the truth uh, and whatnot. So as a result of this, when they did not use any of their abilities to accept the truth, the inner sight of their heart, uh, the, uh, the sight of their heart uh, uh, faded away. And uh, you can take the example as I just gave before. So this happened because they shut all their doors of guidance upon themselves, not because Allah is unjust, but because of their own doings. So Allah wants everyone to, you know, progress or uh, come closer to Him. But it is upon our own, from our own deeds and actions, we close, shut that door down and we don't want to go on the other side of the door. Allah says in the Quran in Surah Yunus Ruku 5, in the translation, I'll just read the translation. Allah says that glory is such that he is not unjust on any being, but they themselves are unjust on themselves. So this is what God Almighty says that I'm not just on anyone, it is us ourselves who are unjust to our own selves so the ceiling of the heart is because of their own doings and not because i know what i said that allah is unjust and the last part of the verse uh, and for them is a great punishment uh, that is walahum uh, uh, azabun azim that this is only referring to the fires of hell and in the hereafter but also a great a greater punishment distance from allah this is the meaning of azab here uh, that the believers will be carried towards God upon uh, uh, the sawari or the ride of the guidance. However, these people will be denied the meeting of their Lord because azab also means to hinder someone. And so those who will believe, God Almighty will send a ride for them uh, to get them closer to God Almighty. And those who you know uh, stayed away or uh, closed their heart or closed that door, to go on the other side to see what the reality is, what the truth is, you know, God will do the same. Where uh, He will not uh, let them get closer uh, to Him. So now we have finished uh, verse one to eight uh, of Surah Al-Baqarah, the first ruku. Inshallah, next uh, week we will start uh, from verse ten. Uh, verse, uh, verse ten. Uh, of Surah Baqarah, which is uh, the second Ritual. Allahumma so, <laughs> salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin wa barik wa salim inna hamidu majid. You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Khudam al USA. America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams, and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim youth, USA.